Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Brian Ward. Let me just uh, add to that a little bit about the angels falling from the sky. It's not just me. We're going as a, a uh, three, actually. So we've been talking about Trinity, so there'll be three of us jumping out of the aeroplane. Well, six, yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now, we were the guys in tandem with you. Oh, them as well. So it'll be quite that's a, nine. That's nine. at least nine. John Begin as well. It's just been speaking about the game convention and Steve Barr, one of the other angels. So it'll be a great way to um, hopefully raise some funds for the work of the angels. It's having a great effect within the town. I don't know how many people have been touched or helped over the last ten years, but it's because of what God puts in us that we take away from here and see it manifest out in our, our community and in our streets. And that goes for all of us, whatever we're involved with. And as I was walking around this morning, uh, we've got to understand that, the, um, that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Our weapons aren't the worldly weapons, but the, the weapons that God's given us. And prayer and prophetic are two very strong weapons that we've been declaring and using this morning. And I walk around in what we've been declaring. And as I was walking around, I was thinking about um, businesses. As God was showing me, it was like a rainbow, and Sally and Pete came to mind. There's a rainbow over your business. And God's saying about the promises and the provision and uh, his prosperity that he's going to be pouring into that business. If you don't know the business, Potadoodle, I think it is. And that's um, on North Marine Road, just down from uh, uh, the fire station on the right-hand side. Um, I don't know if... Yay, coffee are here this morning. That's another business that God was showing me, a, a prosperity for them. So you, yes. They're in the community. And also for the church. You know, so the rainbow isn't just over one particular part. It's like over the town of Scarborough. We're going to see a prosperous time. Uh, I know Carl as well for the surfers. That, that, that's a great initiative that they've been running for many years now. And there's going to be a prosperity and provision for that business as well, for the, for the crossboards. So praise God. We're in exciting times, and I'm really excited. It's um, of what God is saying, you know, about working as um, a trinity, working with the trinity, working in community, working as a body of people, that we're all one, but, you know, we're individuals, but we're all one, if you like. We're persons. And um, he was reminding me, uh, I've been helping to facilitate the Freedom in Christ course just recently. We're coming to the last session on Monday, uh, tomorrow night. And it's great when you facilitate because God always brings back, you know, things that you may have just let slip. And um, as I look out to you guys this morning, when we get dressed for events, you know, we we dress appropriately for the event we're going to. And I see uh, some very smart dressed people here today. And that comes naturally, you know, when we're putting our clothes on. You know, we, we, we dress for the occasion. I, my work clothes are different to the clothes I get up in uh, for, to, to go to the gymnasium or something like that. And likewise, if I'm going to an evening event, it might be different to my gym clothes or my work clothes. But the best designer of all when it comes to clothing is our spiritual clothing. Mm. And I want to look at our spiritual clothing this morning. We take for granted our natural clothing, but do we think daily on what we're wearing spiritually or what we're putting on? And it's so important to be able to dress spiritually correctly or spiritually right, to, to be able to have an effect in our community. And so I want to look at, uh, you can turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 
I just pray, God, that the meditations of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth, Lord, be acceptable unto you this morning. I pray, Father God, Holy Spirit, come and open our ears and our minds. Give us an understanding, Lord. Work in our hearts that we may go from this place that all that you've spoken to us about today, that we take out with us and we're able to have the wisdom and understanding of how to put that into our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. So Colossians chapter 3, and it says, Since then you have been raised, start from verse 1, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And then we get a huge list of put to death. It says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways. Say, I used to walk in those ways. Amen. Is that all of you? I used to walk in those ways. Come on, we've got to declare it over ourselves, guys. You see, what happens is the, the devil's so subtle that often or not we tend to look back on the things that we've done wrong rather than looking on the things that God's promised that we should be looking at. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Who's your creator? Who's your creator? Amen. It's not a trick question. (laughs) Renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. It talks about that God gives us a new heart, but it says, be no longer conformed to things of this world, but be transformed by what? Exactly. He hasn't given us a new mind, so it's not just like wiping it clean like we can on a computer. It's something that we have to work with by, as we read the word, as we have the Holy Spirit that comes to live within us, as we come together one with another, admonishing admonishing one another in love. Get my teeth back in. As we admonish one another in love and teaching one another and exalting one another, and, you you know, it it comes that the mind starts to get renewed. It's the old way of thinking is turned around. Metanoia, I think, is change of mind. We're changing our mind from how the world sees things to how God sees things. It's the kingdom of God that lives within us, not our earthly kingdom any longer. Christ in us. So it says, uh, 
But now you must rid yourselves, blah, blah, blah. Do not lie to each other and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is in all, is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, who are you? Amen. Wow. It's great to sit stand in front of a load of believers this morning. But God's chosen people. God's chosen people. Holy and dearly loved. And then what does it say? Clothe yourselves. There's something about we have to clothe, our, clothe ourselves. Clothe yourselves with compassion. Clothe yourselves with kindness. Clothe yourselves with humility. Clothe yourselves with gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Whoa. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Do we come with a a heart of gratitude as we come to meet on a Sunday or on a Thursday? We come to worship with God. Is there a heart of gratitude towards God for who we are and what he's given us, for the spiritual clothing that we're wearing? For the opportunity of being the light in the dark place. The opportunity of going down your street and helping the neighbour. For an opportunity of being able to pray for someone and see them released from uh, uh, an oppression or a bondage or an illness that they've been suffering with. Do we come with a, a, a grateful and thankful heart when we come to worship God? And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father, through him. So it talks about clothing ourselves. Sometimes as part of my time with God, I don't know, every, every minute of my day is time with God because he never leaves me or forsakes me. But I don't look on the things that I've done wrong or in the past of where I've come from or what's happened. Don't get me wrong, if I've done something that isn't of God, the Holy Spirit's very quickly to show me. And I repent there and then, or you know, I, I, I repent to God and turn around from that. But it's how do we go out on that day to begin our day? So for me, I'll be sometimes, you know, I clothe myself in some of these things. You know, the, the Lord is my strength and my shield. Um, so, some of these uh, virtues that we're reading about this morning, that we're going to go into a little bit deeper of how we clothe ourselves spiritually. Some of them are like the fruits of the Spirit. Some, sometimes my declaration to God is, uh, let the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control be evidence in my life, Lord. Let me see the fruits within my life going out. And it all comes from this relationship that we've been talking about with the Trinity. This relationship that we have with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
And so then as we start declaring these things over, it's just changing my mindset of how I once used to think about the things that I've done to how God sees me and how he looks at the things that we are and what we are in him. And as we do that, the light then shines forth and others see there's something different about these people. There's something different about Kingdom Faith Church. There's something different about these congregations in the town because of the light that is in them, because of the way they've clothed themselves in their spiritual clothing. It doesn't often come naturally because we can get caught up in the things of the world. But we, we go to work. We're, we're in the world, but we're not of the world, if you know what I mean. And so it has to be a mindset. It has to be a decision, a choice, a personal choice of mind to say, well, I'm going to start my day like this because I, I don't want to have a, a, a trash day by, as I'm halfway through the day wondering why all this enemy attack is coming from. That, the, that I'm getting caught up in conversations I don't need to get caught up on or caught up in. So it's how we prepare ourselves and how we go forward that we become uh, a people who are united in Christ, a, a people who uh, are shining the light for Jesus, a people that where there's unity, God commands a blessing. And as I'm sure it's upon our hearts, we want to see God's blessing in this town of Scarborough and in the surrounding area, in North Yorkshire, across the nation. No more than now, really, as we look at the way the government is and the, the, the way the world is at the moment. That this is a great opportunity to see the, the church uh, shining brightly. But we need that unity. We need to be dressed in the right clothing. We need to, be, uh, pre- we need to prepare ourselves each day of how we do that. So to do good works which God prepared in advance. Uh, let's have a look then. Uh, spiritual clothing. Okay, so the first one we looked at was... Uh, clothe yourselves with compassion... I don't want to take too long. Some of these you can look at yourselves. It's great to go away. Once, once someone's been teaching from the front or bringing a message or what God is saying to us, take it with you. Don't let it just be oh, a one-off. If it's speaking to your hearts right now, go and say, well, what, are these, uh, what is this list that we're looking at, this spiritual clothing? What are these virtues that God's giving us? Kindness. Compassion. Because we read so much about the compassion of Jesus. There's, better, there's no one better than to focus on how did Jesus live his life. There's a great story in John 8, 1 to 11. He was in the temple courts. And the, the leaders brought this woman. Who, and they said, we've got this woman who's caught in adultery. You know, by the law of Moses, we can stone her. You know, well, and they're trying to trick Jesus into, into agreeing with them or, or to agreeing to what she's done. And yet within that story, it says Jesus just knelt down and he started to write in the sand. And they kept on putting the questions to him. Well, what should we do about this woman? You know, you know we can stone her, can't we, by the law of Moses? And his answer or his reply was with such wisdom as, um, he that is without sin cast the first stone. And he just knelt back down again and started to write in the sand. And from the eldest, one by one, they just left. And he stood up to the woman and he says, well, has no one here, uh, has no one condemned you? She says, no, sir. And so Jesus says, well, neither do I. What sort of compassion is that? The compassion of Jesus Christ. What compassion do we have within us? The compassion of Jesus Christ. 
There's many stories that we can read about the compassion of Christ. What compassion do we show when we're on the streets uh, doing the street angels or community angels? What compassion do you show when you're in your workplace and someone gets you angry or frustrates you? We need the compassion. Clothe ourselves. Lord, I clothe myself with your compassion this morning. Thank you for compassion. Thank you for the compassion you show me. Let that compassion be evident in my life, Lord, that I can show others around me. Compassion. Clothe yourselves with compassion. Close us, clothe yourselves with kindness. Ephesians. We've been looking a lot in Ephesians. Ephesians 2, verse 6 to 10. And it says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not by works that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Expressed in his kindness to us in Christ, is so that he can show his grace. It's by grace we've been saved, it's said not through good works. So it's that grace, it's that kindness of God, that through that grace that he's shown us, that we can show others. To be kind to one another, to be kind to our brothers and sisters, to be kind to our work colleagues, to be kind. How does that kindness filter out in our daily lives? But we need to clothe ourselves with that kindness. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit, kindness. Clothe ourselves with kindness. I see a kind lot of people out here today. You can think for yourselves, just looking back, just from yesterday, of things you've done in a, through kindness. Let's thank God for his kindness that we're able to show that to others in our daily lives. Humility. Philippians 2, 1-11. This is imitating Christ's humility. It says, if, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility. This says, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not to only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who is being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. Who knows that God exalts the humble? Humility, being like-minded as Christ, considering others better than ourselves, having that servant heart. It comes from a servant heart. Jesus says, I have come to serve, not to be served. 
He took on that humility as he left his deity behind him to become fully man. Having the same love. Humility. Let's clothe ourselves with humility. Gentleness. Christ's consideration for others. Gentleness of spirit. Being gentle doesn't mean that we're, I don't know. It's just a gentleness. There's not an anger in the way that we, we, we minister. There's not an anger in the way that we love one another. There's a gentleness. It's got to be a gentleness. It's got to come from a place of gentleness. The spirit of gentleness. Of how we admonish one another. Of how we encourage one another. Of how we walk with each other. Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. We were doing that this morning, aren't we? We're rejoicing in the Lord. (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Through rejoicing in the Lord always, I say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Let our gentleness be evident to all. Wow. I like this suit that the Lord's putting on me this morning. Uh, What clothing he's given us to wear? Spiritual clothing. Best designer of all. Come on. Designer clothes. Fit for purpose. Fits all. Come on, hallelujah. Patience to one another. Proverbs 19.11 says a man's wisdom, uh, sorry, Proverbs 19.11 says man's wisdom uh, gives him patience. There's nothing better than, um, than, than patience. I've learned patience over many years, I'm still learning it. You see, it's not a one-off thing but as we clothe ourselves and we're renewing our minds in how to be dressed spiritually we start to live out these things in our lives and they're more evident then we may not see them ourselves but others see them around us particularly the non-believer and they're saying hang on a minute there's something different about these people they're patient with me they're forbearing with me they're, they're, they're loving me they're kind towards us Patience to one another. I think Christ was very patient, Jesus, when he's walking this earth. His disciples were wanting to bring down, you know, let's burn the town, Lord. You know, they don't want to invite us in. Let's burn it. You know, can we just call down fire and brimstone from heaven? You know, no, 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 no. Let's just go to the next town. I think he's quite patient. 
Oh, you have little faith, he says. So many times that the disciples were walking with Jesus, and yet his patience continued. Frustrated, yes, on many occasions. We can all be frustrated. But his patience overcame a lot of things, I think. We can get frustrated, but then how does that channel? You know, what, what, where does your frustrations go to? Does it go back to the clothing that we're wearing? So that then it becomes a, an act of kindness or patience or forgiveness. We don't want our frustration to end up in anger. I know people are saying, well, God got angry, Jesus got angry. Righteous anger. (laughs) How many times is our anger righteous? (laughs) Remember, he was a man without sin. (laughs) Praise God. So let's... uh, It continues then. It goes on to say, let the uh, compassion, humility, gentleness and patience bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love. It comes down to love. It comes down to love and I see a loving people right before me. I see a loving people right before me. Because that's why we're here today on a Sunday. That's why we want to see our our town change. That's why we want to see our community change. Because of the love that is in our hearts together. And that's the love of one man. That's Jesus Christ. And you can look in 1 Corinthians 13. And you can look at the virtues of what love is and what love isn't. But what I see here today is a people with a love in their hearts. To see family saved. To see friends saved. To see the neighborhood changed. And it's this love that unites, it brings a unity, it brings together all these virtues that we've been talking about this morning. But without the love, it says in 1 Corinthians 13, without love, we're just like a clanging cymbal, a clanging gong. And as we walk together, and as we we, we go forward, it, it, it continues to say here, it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, let us do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so let's not look at the things of the old self, but let's always focus on the things that God has for us, on the virtues, on the clothing, the spiritual clothing that we need to be wearing, united together, bringing unity through love, the love of God. And that brings that peace, that shalom. Allow that to rest in our hearts today as we go forward. As we go forward, as we're going to see, as we're going to see this town change, as we've been declaring this morning, 
from the battle ramparts as we've been marching around. We're going to see breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. We're going to see salvation after salvation after salvation. We're going to see a town that was once in darkness is covered in light. In your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your school, in your business, in your ministry. That we're all ministers of reconciliation. God bless. Amen. Wow, praise God. Hallelujah. Just, just as we finish, first of all, imagine a wardrobe. Got one? Do you look like a Narnia one? One from I- Ikea, maybe? But you've got a wardrobe in your mind. Excellent. Anybody ever prayed, uh, Lord, make me patient and make it quick? Or, Lord, make me humble and let everyone notice. <laughs> and, Lord, Lord, make me kind except to Bob because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I've definitely done the first one. I don't know about the one about Bob. But uh, just open the door to your wardrobe that you had in your mind a minute ago. And inside, the Lord has placed something just for you. And we're just going to consciously do this this morning just to finish what Brian said and really seal it in our hearts and understanding. Because we were marching around waving banners and being loud. But you know, the peculiar thing about this army of God is that we also wear these clothes. And yes, I have prayed, Lord, make me patient. One thing he does then is put you in situations that you have to patient in. That's true. But another thing he does, he said, well, open the wardrobe. Because when you open the wardrobe, there's this little range of designer clothing, as Brian has now revealed to us. The designer clothing. And uh, there's one that says patience. The word says put on patience. See, it's not just, Lord, make me patient, Lord, make me patient, Lord, make me patient. It's actually you taking on and putting on what he's already given you. Isn't that a massive difference? You know, where you say, well, I want to be kind. Lord, make me kind one day. The kindness is in the wardrobe. And each day we just put that on as well. You look a lot better with these clothes on because they're designer clothes. You know, don't go out naked. Tip of the day. There's gentleness in there. Put it on. You can't just ask the Lord to make you it because he's already given you everything to equip you for that. So when we pray, Lord, make me patient, he does put us in situations where we will execute patience. But, I mean, that's just life. But we decide to put on the patience. We can't say, oh, I couldn't help it. Patience is in the wardrobe. Compassion is in the wardrobe. Gentleness is in the, wash, in the wardrobe and patience is in the wardrobe. And over all these, you're going to look a bit like the Michelin man. <laughs> over all these, put on love, which is, as it says here, 
which binds them all together in perfect unity. It's not, Lord, make me a more loving person. It's, Lord, I put on the love that you have given me already for others. And that's what changes us, our decision. So don't, rem- don't forget, every day, open the wardrobe door and put on what God has already given you. And don't go around naked. <laughs> Be blessed. Have a great week on that thought. (laughs) And uh, enjoy your coffee, enjoy your tea, and uh, see you all soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.